0: Hello and welcome to the Phileas Club. This is a special episode for December 12th, 2009, Atheists for Dummies. Hello everyone and welcome to The Phileas Club, the show where we usually talk about the news that's been happening around the world in the past month with people from around the world. But but today, as you heard, is a special episode, as we sometimes do. Uh, We did uh, Islam for Dummies, Girls for Dummies, which was a lot of fun, and a few others. And today we're doing a a topic that is uh, very dear to my heart, which is atheists for dummies. I'll explain a little bit more about this in a few seconds. But before, I want to introduce the very fine panel that we have uh, today to discuss this topic. And first, I will be a gentleman and introduce the lady in the group, uh, Kirsten, also better known as Dr. Kiki. How are you doing, Kirsten?
1: I'm doing great. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much for accepting to be here. Uh, Just so people know, you have a scientific background and you do the show This Week in Science. So you're a very rational person.
1: I am. I'm probably rational to a fault sometimes a little bit. Um, I I tend to break things down as much as possible.
0: Which is interesting and good. Mm -hmm. Uh, doesn't doesn't mean anything about your uh, other beliefs, though. And I think it's. I'm sorry.
1: No, I was going to say, and and I'm a and I'm a I'm a woman, so you know, I tend to be emotional as well. <laughs> it's not just all ration.
0: <laughs> that I'm sure that uh, logic this, and region. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the other person who is of a uh, scientific background is Julio. Our friend, uh, he's been on the show a couple of times before, maybe uh, more than that. And he is a space dude, as I mm-hmm. like to say. Space you doing, dude. Julio? That sounds much
2: better than space geek.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not only is he a space dude, but he also has a, a lovely uh, Spanish or, you know, Latin American accent. And he will give us perspective from the countries uh, south of the American border, I guess. Which will be interesting because there are a lot of uh, people of faith I guess, in Latin America. How are you doing, Julio? I'm doing fine, Patrick. Thank you for giving me this opportunity here. You're very welcome. I'm glad to have you. The third person is uh, the one, the only Tom Merritt uh, from many a show, not least of them uh, East Meets West. How are you doing, Tom? I'm doing well, Patrick. Thanks for having me on
3: very welcome i'm glad to represent the dummies in this atheist for dummies conversation
0: <laughs> i saw uh the, the the little uh um thing you did in buzz out loud uh i think it was last week where you were uh representing the the uh how shall i put it please help me out I'm digging i don't i don't know what you're talking about okay <laughs> <laughs> Go look at the previous uh, Buzz Out Loud episodes to uh, know what we're talking about. It was funny. I thought you were disturbingly good in that uh, role. Oh, but you were talking about the buzz report. Yeah, where I, w- I
3: um, was supposed to be representing the NASCAR fans. Oh, I'm and sorry. Did I say Buzz Out Loud? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I yeah, think sorry. I don't know. Maybe you didn't, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, NASCAR uh, the, fan. The, I was trying to dress in in my native costume.
0: <laughs> it was very successful. And... Uh, last, uh, on the panel is my very good and dear friend, Sean Coons, who is, uh, representing the men of the cloth in this, uh, in this show. I and think you're going to be speaking for, uh, Christianity <laughs> in its entirety. Are you comfortable with that? Um, even the weirdos? <laughs> yes. all of. Okay. Them.
4: Sure. Yes. I can handle that.
0: <laughs> all of Christendom. <laughs> so um, but for people who don't know i guess some of you might might have heard of you sean but they not everyone knows that you're actually a uh what's your uh, actual title um pope. a pope okay good <laughs> no. there's a couple of those that i know of but uh i didn't know you were one of them a uh, presbyterian <laughs> minister i think
4: yes i'm a presbyterian minister uh in a protestant denomination uh about two million of us here in uh America Presbyterians, that is not Presbyterian ministers.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much for accepting uh, to be here, and uh, I hope that this conversation will be of, of value to both atheists and people of faith. Um, before we start the discuss, uh, this is uh, can't speak the discussion proper. I'd like to give a little bit of, uh, of background and explaining of why I wanted to do this show. Um, I feel like there is a lot of uh, polarization in the U.S. in this debate. Well, not even debate, in this uh, discussion, as there is for many, many things in the U.S. And I've heard, um, I've discussed with a lot of people, uh, as you're going to understand, it's mostly a U.S.-centric show. Um, And a lot of people in the U.S. have been telling me that they are, Mm, I wouldn't say afraid, but cautious about saying that they are atheists, because they are afraid they would be not shunned, but a little bit um, uh, regarded differently by their their, uh, families and communities. And it was very surprising to me, because in France, at least, we really, really don't have an issue with this. It's... We live in peace um, we're probably more atheistic than other countries. We have a tradition of um, of making sure that religion stays out of most of our public uh, gov- public life government education, which isn't to say that we don't have people of faith in in, in this country. We have a majority of I would say uh, Christian um, population but the two first of all don't really mix, one doesn't really try to influence the other. And most of all, we are, it's absolutely not an issue. We don't try to to convince other people of our way of thinking. We don't try to influence their lives with our beliefs. And it it was very surprising to me that in in the US, which is, you know, a country of uh, freedom of of, uh, speech, sometimes people feel a little bit afraid of speaking up. Um, And and it was especially surprising when I heard that, for example, the the black community represents, I think, roughly 13% of the population, and... By by the numbers that we have, the recent ones, the atheist community represents more than that. It's sixteen percent of the population, and and it seems like there sh- it shouldn't be an issue basically. Um, so I'm going to turn to the people from the U.S. So Tom, uh, Kirsten, and Sean first, mm-hmm. to ask if this is an accurate uh, uh, representation of the situation there, or am I being mistaken because maybe I spoke to to. A, not representative, uh, uh, part of the, you know, population. Um, I don't know who wants to go.
1: I think, I think that there is a certain amount of fear of, for people, but it is opening up more recently. Um, there, there's been a billboard campaign, uh, that, in which it says, uh, don't believe in God, you are not alone. And it's big billboards that they're putting around in, uh, in, Population centers around the United States, but on the other side of that, there was a there were death threats. I think, or there was some kind of I don't remember exactly what 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 happened, but there was a a public rebuttal of the of the billboards by some faction of the Christian community, and it, it resulted in a billboard being taken down by the company that owns the billboard location because they were afraid for their lives.
0: Oh, wow.
3: Okay. I, I, yeah, yeah. The, the, cul- the culture is complicated uh, in the United States. I think there are far more people who don't mind what your religious beliefs are or lack of them than mm-hmm. not. I, I really think the majority of, of people in the U.S. Uh, are tolerant. However, there is a very vocal and very strident minority on both ends that yeah. will come at you if you're anywhere but in the middle. So if you're an atheist, there there's going to be these people who are, who will they'll they'll stop following you on Twitter and not listen to your podcast, you know, in my my business, or they'll just mm-hmm. berate you in society and not want to talk to you, and 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 so it makes it not worth it to put out there uh, that you're an atheist if you are, because you're going to. Receive some kind of negative feedback and vice versa uh, When in living in Austin, Texas and definitely in the San Francisco area There's an opposite reaction from some atheists if you're religious if you're very religious You're considered a kook and a crank and it's Mm -hmm. and it makes it and it makes it Uncomfortable for some people to express their religious beliefs in company because they're going to be you know Branded as some kind of loon not for having fundamentalist beliefs necessarily just for believing in God at all. So it's, it's the extreme ends in my opinion, that really make it this uncomfortable thing that most reasonable people are just like, you know what? I'm just not going to bring it up. But, yeah. So-
0: oh, sorry, Kirsten. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. I was I was just going to say that. I think that's exactly it, that most people, the majority uh, don't bring it up in conversation. They're not going to, I think a lot of this stems from the, uh, scientific areas of debate right now the evolution creationism debate the um you know this vocal minority who don't want uh sci- who don't want evolution taught in schools they want creationism or intelligent design taught in schools and and then there's been a backlash from that from the other extreme side saying Attacking the religious end, um, and and so that it's it's escalating. It's gotten to a point where these two two sides are going against each other so consistently that it is escalating and just getting
0: worse. Mm. It it does feel like yeah, it is a very polarized situation. And uh, Tom, I always admire you because you always seem to. To, to want to balance the situation out and and say you know some people think this way and the other people are going to uh, express themselves in the opposite way and and you it 's basically equal on both sides, but I really feel I might be mistaken here i don 't want to say that the situation is like this, but I really feel like some people would be uncomfortable saying that they are atheists, and it wouldn 't be the same. Situation, except maybe you know, in San Francisco and Austin, which are two very specific uh, habitats. I'll say habitats. Uh,
3: <laughs> they would <be, laughs>
0: find be the s- native
3: <laughs> in their habitats yeah, exactly. of right. San Francisco,
0: but <laughs> uh, except except for those two, uh, uh, yeah, habitats, people would default to being religious. I would think. Is that well, sure? Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I mean,
3: I think the areas—I—I uh, I, I shouldn't try to represent it as there are just as many places where the religious feel uncomfortable as the okay. atheists, because that's not true. You're right. There are there are definitely more. There are fewer places where the atheists rule <laughs> than <laughs> than than the, than the religious. Uh, San Francisco and Austin being exceptions, and, and there are a few other places, little college towns, and 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 places like that. So, okay. so yeah, I, I think on the on the whole. If you're going to pick a side to get by on, you would probably, in most places, uh, choose to be seen as religious. But if, uh, my my dog, Your my dog, dog agrees. agrees. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Your dog agrees. No, no, he's arguing with you. I think. I think. <laughs> 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 I I think like a, a relative of mine moved from California um uh, in the Bay Area and then he moved to Georgia for a while. He's he's atheist and his experience was he moved from this area where nobody cared which church he attended or you know what his beliefs were and then he moved when he moved to Georgia everybody he met said oh have you picked a church yet are you what church are you attending where are you going it's a it's very much part of the social construct the way that communities are built in these er areas in in areas that maybe aren't as dense as you know the san francisco bay area or new york city or you know i feel like there's there's some there's some difference in the way the communities exist in different areas that that makes it more
3: important I grew up in a very, uh, very Protestant town. As a Catholic, uh, it was there's a Free Methodist college, and if you don't know about the Free Methodists, they're a denomination that are very similar to the Southern Baptists. They don't believe in drinking, dancing, smoking. They only recently, in the past couple of decades, uh, started to allow their their folks to go to movies. Uh, so that you know, they're very strict and as a catholic kid growing up in this situation it was sort of like well you're free methodist would be the best thing to be and then if you're not free methodist then united methodist is okay although they're a little <laughs> bit of a hippie type place but wow catholic really it was almost like being an atheist mm. uh there wow. was a girl i liked in junior high that i asked to go with me and she couldn't because i was catholic and her mom would not allow it
0: mm. wow all right. I think
4: you can okay. even throw a, a different dimension into here versus stating, I am an atheist, I am a Christian, I am Jewish, and versus acting. I think stating you're an atheist, you're going to get more looks and more, huh, versus stating you're religious. But there are plenty of places where acting like an atheist is much more acceptable than acting like whatever your faith is, And yeah. uh, mm-hmm. talking about your religious beliefs in a public conversation versus not ever talking about religion. Um, so, I think there are places where acting out your faith is viewed kind of funny, where acting like an well, atheist, whatever, we're well, what, acting what non-religious, I guess.
0: What do you yeah, mean by I, acting out your faith? Yeah. It, like going like to if church? I'm, if I'm
4: somewhere, you know, I used to golf, and I would often golf alone, so I'd be paired up with folks. I wouldn't want to tell them I'm a minister because things change in that dynamic, um, and it well, yeah, kind of it, it would be
0: expected to,
4: but but it's because now they're expecting me to act a certain different way, and it, and there there are plenty of situations where if I say something like you know we're talking about something that's like well I believe God believes this or the Bible says this, I'm getting real funny looks because religion is kind of a touchy subject, and and so I think for the most part in a lot of public discourse and a lot of public interaction, people act like. Atheists, or at least act like they don't have uh, religion, or it's not a factor in their life. Yeah, I, I agree. If I'm if right. atheists, than stated atheists.
3: If I bring up a Bible parable or a Bible story in, in, in a in a conversation, just just as an example of something, you, I get funny looks. You know, right. it's as if you know if I bring up something from Greek philosophy or mythology, I don't get the same Whole funny fiction. look. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I I think there's also a really interesting, uh, and I don't know if it's if it's it's probably just in the atheist kind of skeptic camp um, that belief is almost a bad word these days in those areas. It's like I've come across it where I say "I, I believe this, and I'm stating what I'm thinking, what I believe, and oh, oh! You're, you're, it's like a religion then. You're not, you're not a scientist anymore. You're religious. And I'm like, well, no, that's a belief. It's just, it's different. And so I think there's also a, um, a turning against just this idea of people believing.
3: Really? I have, I have yeah. a very, um, I, I, that's an important point because I, I make a very fine distinction between belief and faith. And I, I think belief is the province of science where you're using data, to collect a belief, and you have confidence yeah. in that belief up to a certain point based on the data you have, and you can change your beliefs right. when you find other data. And right. and so when people say, what do you believe? Well, do you believe in Jesus? Well, yeah, I believe there was a person named Jesus that existed, <laughs> but that's not asking whether I have faith. That's, right. that's the religious question mm-hmm. to me. That's a whole different thing. You, you don't have to believe at all to
0: have faith. That's, that's the religious side. Belief is the data side. Hmm. Um, This is definitely an interesting uh, part of the conversation, but before we we move on to that aspect, I'd like to um, tackle the topic of atheism as the way it is perceived by people who are not atheists, and in a very basic way, because I've I've been uh, asked questions in you know theoretical debates with people from who found me on the blog or you know were discussing other things through email and and things like that and i've been asked a, a few questions or we've discussed a few things that were kind of surprising to me with people asking you know if you don't have a god if you don't have uh, you know if you don't have the bible to follow, then certainly you wouldn't have uh <laughs> again the dog agrees sorry doesn't uh, oh that's fine um and, and then if you don't have the bible to follow then you surely do, you don't have morals and what's the point of uh you know following rules and that was surprising to me because again in france we don't have um uh, our our I guess religion and morals are not based on the same, you know, they're, they don't necessarily come from the same uh, basis. You can have morals and you can have religion, and they are two completely separate things. And I, I was surprised that people would think that without religion, you, you can't, basically, you would go out and kill people. Or certainly, they don't <laughs> believe that exactly. But if you don't have the Ten Commandments telling you what to do, then you sort of take morals outside of your, you know, life or society even. And I thought that was a surprising way of viewing things. Um, I, maybe I can ask uh, Julio what, what the situation is in, in, you know, Latin America, because he's been very quiet. And it, it, which Latin America or and Argentina specifically, where you come from, is, is quite religious. Is there that, that same kind of, uh, you know feeling that if you take more uh, religion out of things you take morals out of it also Uh,
2: well i i I was quiet because um, it's kind of hard to compete with these guys (laughs) but um, i I think uh, first i wanted to comment on 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 what you're saying about morals versus religion Uh, i do not believe that just because you don't have a religion, you are not—you are not—you are going to harm other people or go killing people. That is obviously not the case.
0: Well, yeah, that's I, a, an exaggeration. But you know, the fact that you wouldn't have morals without religion—no,
2: of course, of, uh, that—that's that, my point. Uh, I don't think morals are attached to a religion, and I think it's even more ethical to say, uh, "I'm—I don't harm people because." I have a more. I have moral values that say that instead of I don't do bad things to people just because I'm afraid that some God will punish me.
0: Mm.
2: I don't know. I I think then from the then in Argentina, uh, Argentina is not as religious I think as other countries in in Latin America, as they are usually portrayed in TV. You know, <laughs> uh, <Nice. laughs> um, Buenos Aires in particular. Uh, we still have a important Catholic population, but, uh, yeah, you, if you, like John said before, if you go and express your religiousness, people look at you funny. They're, uh, let's say, mostly the older people or the ones related to the military are the ones that are still present in church or, or following a religion, but most of the young people they might say they are christians or catholics but they don't really follow the rules or they don't follow the conventions like going to church on sundays or or anything like that so you you can say they behave like atheists although i don't even think they I, I don't they are not even thinking if they are atheists or christians it's just what they, their parents told them you're catholic that's it but it's not so present and if you claim to be an atheist it's fine no you're not going to get any kind of uh, discredit from the society or anything
0: Sean, what's your um uh stance toward atheists and uh you know the lack of moral that they they uh that that they have because they don't believe in God as you certainly believe <laughs>
4: um, My wife's uncle is <laughs> mm-hmm. part agnostic part atheist uh probably one of the most studied people I know on religion period and and I tried to find this quote. But he kind of, and I couldn't find it, and maybe he just made it up, but at one point he said, you know, the problem of religion is how do you explain evil, and the problem of atheism is how do you explain good. And, And what I've heard people express is that certainly everyone has morals, and morals are not dependent on religion, but if your morals are not dependent on some higher authority or some outside source, what are they based on, and how do you have shared morals, and how do you know those shared morals are right and wrong without something to measure against. Personally, I don't concern myself with those kind of arguments. I think there's a lot more important things to worry about. But that is how I've heard that question asked, is how do you have shared morals and what do you measure those morals against? How do you know that what we're is on isn't, isn't just selfish and in our best interests and it's not based on right and wrong? Right.
1: But if it's selfish and in your best interest, but it helps the group, then the group survives and everybody's happy.
3: <laughs> I, well, I think, yeah, how, how do you have morals is a very interesting sociological, anthropological question, but religion behavior. Answers, answers it no better than, yeah, animal behavior. It, it Religion answers it no better than, than atheism because right. different religions have different morals mm-hmm. and different, even different sections of religion and factions of religion, obviously. Look at Islam. There's the whole, You know, that's one religion, supposedly, but there are lots of different morals in different sections and different ways of believing. So, you know, it, it, you, you can maintain your religiosity and pick a church that fits your morals already, and that could be driven by selfishness.
4: Hmm. Oh, certainly, and, and I would say most often it's not even driven by selfishness, it's driven by where you grew up and what your parents and family and community believed
0: yeah I'd like to say at this point that um, I, I, it feels like often uh, people of faith and you know religious people and, and atheists are put on the same level of vin- vindictiveness, I would say, it, not necessarily that all of them are vindictive, but uh, religious people have a, um, an imperative. If you want to take it to an extreme, to save other people, because if you believe that you are going to go to heaven if you have um, uh, if you have been baptized and you know you, you accept Jesus Christ as your savior, for example, in the case of Christianity, which is our main topic here, you do believe. Maybe not everyone, but certainly if you go by, you know, the strict uh, teaching of of the Bible, you do believe that if you don't accept Jesus Christ and if you haven't been baptized, you are under, you know, the original sin and you are going to go to hell. So there is a sort of strong moral or, you know, ethical dilemma here to uh, most people won't go that deep into it, but it is somewhere in the in within you know the this debate, but mm-hmm. on the other side, atheists I'm sure Sean will have something to say about this, and I want to give him the talking stick afterwards but on the <laughs> other other side, atheists, I think, don't really have an agenda, and often people say, <clears> you know uh, science is atheist's uh, agenda, and I wouldn't mm. equate it because you know atheists don't really care one way or another. I mean, if atheists are right, then when they die there's nothing and well, you know, you you don't you don't go to hell or heaven and it sort of sucks. And if they're wrong, they're probably going to go to hell because they didn't believe in God. So, it's not like atheists are trying to convince everyone, you know, just stop believing I, I don't think so. Stop believing in God because look at this wonderful li- uh, afterlife of nothingness that awaits you it's not like you can defend this this idea easily and that you would have an agenda to save the world or something um i'm sure tr- i've tr- read
4: richard dawkins around.
0: that is a special case i would say but uh, <laughs> but yeah please Sean, go ahead tell us what you think about you know this specific point
4: i would say for the most part you're right that uh, at least in terms of atheists i think i would say a number of people in this country, and probably over the world, I'm familiar with our country, are practical atheists, whether they say so or not. And for the most part, yeah, they, they really don't care. They're not out to convince anyone. You know, they believe what they believe, and that's fine. Um, I think Richard Dawkins and kind of the militant atheist group, their position is religion is harming the world. It has harmed the world. And so, yes, they're not, they want to convert you to atheism, not because of any afterlife, because you religious people are screwing up this life. So I think you do have that crowd. It's a minority, of, a small minority, I believe. Mm.
2: But can, can I ask yeah. you Can I ask something there? Um, I, I have the feeling that when religious people try to convert an atheist to their religion, or from one religion to the other one, uh, most people think, well, maybe I don't want to, but he's trying to do me a favor. He's trying to do a nice thing. But if an atheist is trying to convince a religious person uh, about not having a religion, Immediately it has a bad connotation. It seems that the this atheist guy is a bastard because he's militant about trying to tell you that maybe there are there are another option to to have any a religion So I don't know if you perceive that as well Sometimes
0: I, I, I certainly personally yeah, I, I do I didn't really think about it like that But it's sort of okay to think to try and well not con- necessarily convert militantly someone but you know tell them well this is what i believe and religion is like this and again we could go back to the difference in you know unbalanced situation but when you say you know if i if i go out in the street and say god doesn't exist you're all idiots then a certain you're just name
1: calling true.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I guess which would be probably taken badly if uh, if someone if some religious person was saying, you know, God does exist and you're all idiots. But
2: I agree there with with your position. But sometimes also if you're trying to explain it in a nice and polite way, uh, the theories that are out there about you know evolution, cre- uh, creation of the universe. Big one and all that, you, you try to explain it to, I, at least I had experience, if I try to explain it to a person that is very religious, they tend to be very defensive about it. I, and, and, I'm, and I'm not name calling or anything, but they hmm. immediately go to the resource of saying, oh, but uh, that's because you don't have faith. And that's the end of the conversation. And i then I, I have to end feel like story. a bastard because I'm trying to get them. Uh, out of the religion for a moment mm. that that is my point i was not saying oh you, god exists or doesn't and then you right. uh, that name calling of course is going to be not well received by anyone yeah
3: it seems like there's a gradation right if you're uh, if you're a protestant christian of uh, one brand of Lutheranism, and you're talking to uh, someone from the Missouri Synod versus you know another brand. Then compa- that's that's almost no big deal. Yeah, you might try. It's almost like a friendly rivalry. Well, we we believe this, and you still believe that, and whatever. Then it escalates into well, it's a it's a Presbyterian versus a Lutheran, and and the, then it becomes a little more. But it's still very friendly. And then it becomes Catholic versus Protestantism, and that's got a little more bite to it. But then it becomes Christian versus Islam. Christian versus Buddhism and those become big discussions, but they're still acceptable. You at least you're religious in that conversation. But then you're right. Yep. When 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 an atheist comes in, suddenly it's like, well you're you're godless and you're trying to corrupt me. There is that sort of you know, that sort of thing. And I think Dawkins and Penn Jillette and a lot of those more outspoken atheists tend to give that impression that if someone is atheist, they are militantly atheist. Otherwise, they wouldn't call themselves atheists because how can you not believe in God at all? I mean, even those heathen. Buddhists believe in a god of some sort what do you you know there there is that sort of patina about it and the thing is you can't really combat that because if you're if you're a quiet atheist who isn't militant then you're not going to be talking about it
1: mm-hmm. right yeah it is, it seems like and when, what you're getting at there also is the fact that as an atheist you are in the world minority You know the the majority of people do have religion of some sort, and so you're immediately starting a conversation um, from a position of not having a lot of support, a lot of uh, a large community to fall back on, um, even if it is one religion with uh, against another religion, what have you. and, and it and it does turn into the militant voice, because those are the people who yell the loudest and if the majority of people are just thinking i we we all believe in something um doesn't matter what it is that we're believing in, then you know they're not they're not they're not having to yell as much.
0: You know, I think you you might uh, all collectively here might have pinpointed the exact reason why I wanted to to do this show which is by not speaking out or by not by uh, atheists by not saying that they are atheists or by having so few voices in that arena it sort of does become a big deal when someone does say something whereas the situation here is uh, here i mean in france is that you know some of us are atheists some of the some of us are christians some of us are are, uh, you know um, muslims and people don't really turn around when you say something like that or look at you funny because you're just you know one of the people who has a characteristic like being blonde or, or a brunette or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, it's not that much a big deal, because there are many different people like this, and we all coexist in peace. And it does seem like if in, in the US, these 16% of atheists did come out and say, well, I'm an atheist, not a big deal. And you don't, you know, I don't really want to convert you or say anything about your religion. And it's not a big issue to me maybe things would be more smooth i i would think maybe i'm mistaken it would it would just be you know uh, republicans versus democrats all over but, uh, i don't know so, sean what's your what's your uh um position on you know I, I did ask you a little bit before but you didn't really uh we talked about something else afterwards uh I, do you have atheist friends, and does it go, you know, does it become polarized straight away, or do you only frequent, you know, um, religious people?
4: I, I only <laughs> hang out in Christian bars. Um, <laughs> no, for, I, I mean, I've got, got friends, I mean, just because of, you know, I work at a church, that's where I interact with people, you know, I went to seminary where people were training to be ministers, so I can't say that, oh yeah, I've got scads of atheist friends, but I come into contact and know all sorts of people.
0: Um, so, what me, do you think will... Oh, I'm sorry, please. Okay, no, go ahead. What would you think will happen to them after death? And oh. aren't they going to go to hell or something?
4: Well, funny you should ask. If you go to my <laughs> blog. Um, no, seriously, I actually just finished on my blog, which I don't write on very much, a, a three-part series on hell and why it's important for Christians to articulate their understanding of the afterlife, because this is probably a huge thing why people don't like Christians. Uh, Some people. Um, My position is it's in God's hands. And I believe the Bible has some pretty clear instructions for what is called salvation, eternal life, but more than that, I believe that there's a loving God who loves and cares for us and will never give up on anyone. And it's not up to me to determine who goes where. And so I'm going to follow the road I know, and I will hope and pray for others and, and trust them to the hands of loving God. So for me, no, I will never tell anyone, you are going to hell. Well, I will tell them, well, here is how I see the best way to do things.
0: But th- this is all well and good and, and super happy times. But imagine that someone is not baptized he is still you know he still has the original sin stink all over him doesn't he and he will go to hell um i mean doctrinally that's not quite oh uh, y- you and your exactitude
4: <laughs> 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 well i'm just i'm just saying if, here is the the position kind of generally of, of my tradition my church hmm. uh is yes People are, are saved, if you want to use that language, only through Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, and actually, traditionally, we have some really wacky beliefs in terms of election and predestination, but I think most modern-day Presbyterians don't really go there anymore. Okay. Um, so, the position of my church, and this is kind of what I wrote about my blog, because there were ministers being examined at a Presbytery meeting, which is one of our uh, government church government gatherings, and they were asked what they believed about hell. And there was reluctance on their part to say, if you don't believe in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you are going to hell. Hmm. Um, And in some ways, to put it too simply, that is what our church teaches. But even more than that, our church teaches that God is love and God is completely sovereign and God can do whatever the heck God wants to do. And no rule or no interpretation that we say this person has to go to hell is going to limit God because we can't limit God. So, for those of us who just don't want to come out and say yes this person is going to hell because they didn't do this we say god is free to do whatever god is free to do now i know the way that it says it's what about here's a here's this illustration i use sorry to take so long when my wife and i were getting married we got married in this little small town in kentucky and it had hills and mountains and i had no idea how to get anywhere except i knew how to get from her house her parents house to the church And Carrie, one day, my wife, says, let me tell you a better way to go. And I said, no, I don't want to know a better way. I know how to get there. And this is, Mm. she's like, this is better. And she tried to tell me this way and that way. And I said, I'm sure there's better ways. I'm sure there's other ways, but this is the way I know. And so I'm going to use it. And for me, that's where my faith is. This is the way I know I'm going to use it. There may be other ways. I don't know. There may be better ways. I don't know. This is the way I know. So I'm going to stick with it.
0: That's incredibly stubborn. <laughs> we, we, oh, can okay. we can be
4: all be that. We can. All, we can all be that way, oh, and it's, Kirsten, uh, so way I'm sorry,
0: that. you're getting the uh, one-hour USB sidelong uh, plug. Uh, uh, can you unplug will, and plug un- back un- in? Uh, pl- that's cool.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's a bonus of using the Plantronics. <laughs> <laughs> Okay,
1: okay, is that back? better? Am I yes. back? Fantastic! Yay, Plantronics. One hour, <laughs> the time limit. Yeah, um, yeah. I was just going to say that. I think that's just an um, an example of ev- of what everyone can do. We all have our our upbringing, the way that we look at the world from our own experiences, and what we have come to decide is the best way for us. And I think the number of people who are really truly open minded. In and and able to change the way that they live their life based on someone else's suggestions or evidence. I mean, that number of people is very small, and I look up to those people. Mm. <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm a stu- I'm a stubborn person too. So.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I'm super stubborn too. I mean, I, I I was making fun of Sean here, but certainly I wouldn't yeah. be any better. Yeah. Now I grew up believing,
4: and through college, and actually into seminary, that you know if and I I wouldn't tell people this, but if it came down in conversation and it came up with what I believe said, yeah, unless you verbally confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you will go to hell. Um, I I was raised in a more evangelical, conservative uh, tradition, and I didn't want that to be true, but my understanding of the Bible at that point told me it was true. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if I really changed or just learned new information that, uh, helped me to believe more what I felt. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Hard to say.
0: Well, yeah. Okay. Let's not. I, I, again, I don't want to make this, this show is more about Christianity than atheism. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to make this show about the, the you know a study of of Christianity and and the uh, uh, issues of hell and and stuff like that. But I think this also serves a certain purpose in our discussion, which is we basically discussed very for just five minutes here, very important parts of faith and atheism and Christianity. And I really feel that, Sean, this is not the first time that we've had a discussion like this. And it's always very cordial. And more than anything else, it doesn't involve our whole uh being like i i don't if i disagree with you on something or if i think you know i i find your thoughts on one thing interesting but uh, maybe not uh that don't fit my beliefs in another it doesn't mean that i'm gonna hate you for this it's just one part of our personalities that do differ somehow and it might be super cliche here, but uh, thank God that we well well, that wasn't bad, <laughs> but thank God we have uh, <laughs> thank, dog. thank dog thank yeah uh thank God we have different opinions and things, and we can discuss them because if we didn't if we all thought this, the same, it would be super depressing of a life, right but uh, what does bother me a little bit is how. Uh, people get engrossed in this one topic, whatever the topic is, but especially for religion, and decide that if you don't believe what I believe, then I'm going to hate you forever and think that you're scum, which is, again, I'm coming back to what the situation is in France. We don't have a problem with that, and we don't have a problem with someone thinking differently than we do on most topics. So I think this is a good illustration of that. And uh, I don't know. Anything you guys want to want to add to this uh, part of the conversation? Yeah,
3: it seems that uh, what we're what we're. Dancing around here is the importance of believing something. Uh, mm-hmm. Most religions feel like they're the right religion, or else they wouldn't be very good at being a religion. <laughs> um, so that you know, that's an underpinning of it.
0: And and, yeah, and, and what b- atheism way, says is, b- is b- not Tom, just uh, what I'm mm, sorry. Just sorry. Uh, <laughs> just just wanted to say here because I wanted to say it before uh, there is what roughly one billion Christian of all Christian people in the world, which means there's about four to five billion people of other beliefs. And very often in our, you know, Judeo-Christian societies, we tend to think of religion as Christianity, but there is a lot of other things also. So we shouldn't even, you know, Christian people uh, should realize that there are also other kinds of beliefs beyond just uh, atheism.
3: Well, yeah, and I, I was thinking that too earlier, which is you know Christianity has a uh, a plank that Sean alluded to that's like you know you should evangelize to a certain amount, you should tell people about Christianity. Islam, obviously, has a plank that it, if you're not Islamic, then you know you're you're screwed. You need to eventually become Islamic. Uh, I don't think. Judaism has that, but it it doesn't seem as evangelical
0: necessarily. Well, no, uh, you can't become you know not necess- You can You're one of the chosen you know people and tribe, and if you're not, then you're screwed. Oh no, you're, if you're Sammy yeah. Davis, you can
3: become Jewish. I mean, well, but, uh, you can, you can convert it's uh, to Ju- to Judaism, but but my point is there there like you're saying there are a lot of other religions that don't have that. Uh, st- a strong of an undercurrent of like, oh, if you're not one of us, then you know you're you're left out. However, all of them think they're right. All of the Buddhism, Zoroastrianism, uh, whatever you 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 want to throw out there, yeah, Scientology. They, yeah, <laughs> well, that's not a religion. <laughs> However,
1: well, legal whole. They, they they Not call themselves Germany. a religion. They they call themselves a religion for tax purposes, at least. So yeah,
3: it depends <laughs> on what country you're in, whether whether they. Uh, oh, whether in they France, in France, I'm fairly certain it's banned. The other the other thing about Scientology is that they don't consider themselves a replacement for a religion. That's the side thing. Yeah. You can be a Baptist minister and be a Scientologist. Right. That's, yeah, that's that's I the only way.
4: Baptist would agree with that.
2: Yeah, that's the only way to sell Scientology to all the religious people. That was very cl- a very clever move, actually.
0: It's yeah, a yeah. brilliant marketing ploy. Maybe we should but, try that. <laughs> 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 you know, you can, be can be an be. atheist, but you can still be Catholic.
1: I like it. <laughs> yeah.
3: uh, but, well, that's and, and actually that's it, Julio, right? You can't be an atheist and be any other religion. So you've rejected not just a religion, you've rejected all religions. And I think that's what yep. makes it more of a divisive situation when you have a conversation. And have you really tried you
4: them all? The- you know, is that very fair? Can you really be an <laughs> yeah. atheist? You've tried every religion.
0: That's right. <laughs> How can you say you don't like Brussels sprouts? Have you tried <laughs> Brussels sprouts? All right. Um, I would like to touch on something that we did um, talk about a little bit. And that does come up very often when you talk about atheism versus religion or and religion. Um, and that 's the issue of creationism, and maybe to an extent uh, the young earth uh, theory and The reason why I wanted to talk about it is that um I really feel like religion and science don 't really have to be um, opposites all the time as they are often portrayed. you know that people usually say well if you 're a science is your is your side 's religion, for example. Um, And I really feel it's not the case. And moreover, I feel like um, Young Earth theory, which I'm reluctant to call a theory, and um, creationism to an extent, are gaining a sort of air of respectability as scientific fact the more people are are pushing them. And I did discuss on on one of my um, blog articles the fact that um, I don't think it's okay for people to validate young earth belief, as I like to call it, the young earth belief uh, as a theory, because it's really not a theory in the scientific uh, sense. And I'd like to take a few minutes here to explain um, why I, I think that and why I think it's a disservice to us as a society to elevate that belief to the the, the rank or to qualify it as a, as a theory. Kirsten, I, I think you wanted to say something?
1: Oh yeah, go go ahead with with what okay. you were going to say, but I definitely want to address this uh this issue.
0: Okay. Um and Sean, you you did when I said I wanted to talk about this, you um uh came back to me with a a concern, I'd say, um w- which you wanted to make clear. M- maybe I it's easier if I if I uh give you the the talking stick again for for a second and then we can go on.
4: Um just real real simple. I, I just didn't want to see this brought up as because you have people who believe young earth and advocate it and intelligent design and advocate it as this should be taught in school as scientific theory, that's not shouldn't be reflective of a disclaimer. This is not reflective of all Christians or all religious people.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I think it's it's good to make this clear because I'm sure that some uh people of faith get frustrated when when they get um, you know blanket statemented into this and I also don't want to to you know alienate or or anger people who believe this Uh, this is not about necessarily convincing you that you know this or that even though I do have a strong belief in in one sense but I really want to explain to people why these are two different things and one of the key aspects is the use of the word theory and the fact that they, there is a lot of blurring of two meanings of a theor- of theory. Um, one is the scient- hardcore scientific uh, meaning of a theory, which is a, a, an idea you put forth, and that you try to prove scientifically, and that is, if you manage to To equate to uh, uh, an accurate description of reality enough, then you will accept it as a scientific fact, which only means Mm -mm. it is accepted as long as it's not being disproven. And at one point, things, ideas like, I don't know, the earth is round. At first, it was a very controversial idea, and it got people in trouble, as you know, but at one point, you have enough empirical and, and scientific evidence that you will accept it as, you know, 99.9999999% and even in this, you know, there's still the possibility that we are all being dreamt by some weird creature and the earth is not actually round and we're all mistaken. But, you know, it's mostly accepted. And then there's the other idea, uh, you know, the other meaning of theory, which is just an idea. You know, it's I think that this is the way it is. And the uh, young earth theory of or maybe even uh, some uh, strands of creationism are the second kind of theory. They're just, let's say that this is the case. Uh, Let's say that uh, the earth got created 5,000 years ago. And I understand this is what the literal Bible says, which is another issue that I'll go back to later probably, but it's just some idea that you had and you think that it is probably true. And so people who are defending the young earth theory are saying, listen... This is a theory. the 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 younger theory is a theory, and the evolution theory, the theory of evolution, is also a theory. So they're basically the same, but they're really, 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 really not. Uh, not which is why I, I I want to call the younger theory the younger belief because there is really no. I don't even want to say scientific basis for it because it's not even about this. There's no basis for it. I had a lot of discussion with a lot of people about this, and you have a lot of people who say, well, lots of scientists are rejecting the theory of evolution, and lots of, and, and these scientists are taking the theory of, of, you know, the younger theory as their own belief. And And you dig, dig a little bit deeper, and you're like, okay, so you don't think this is right, you don't think this is true, so what? How, what does substantiate your belief? And they usually go back to well, it says so in the Bible. Faith, it's all, it's all yeah. about faith, and so th- this is why I really, I really think they are two different things, and you can't really take both of them on the same level. And maybe we can discuss this a little bit more. But Kirsten, you've been biting your, you know, time, and you want to say something. <laughs>
1: yeah, I. I I think you've you've hit on the point, and Julio hit on the point. It, it is a question of faith, and it comes back to looking at the Bible as uh, a just-so story, and that everything in the Bible is the way that um, that things happened, and the use of the young Earth theory—that term, yeah—is is let's, let's call it belief. Let's call
0: it right, young right. Earth belief. But I,
1: I would, right, but the use of the word theory is co-opting scientific language hmm. um, to make it sound like it's um, a, m- a more credible idea. Now, it is uh, potentially a hypothesis, or it would have been at one point, and people could have looked at this hypothesis scientifically, but the the reality is, is that there has been no scientific evidence that supports that hypothesis. So as a hypothesis, the Young Earth hypos- hypothesis should have been thrown out. However, there are people who want to see this faith-based idea continue in the population and to grow in the number of people who who believe in it. And so what they're doing is they're starting to use the media and people's misunderstanding of the scientific process and even of science in general and lack of education in certain areas to um, to get people to believe it more. They're publishing, they're creating unaccredited journals, they're publishing in un- these unaccredited journals they're publishing in in all sorts of places and then saying look it's a scientific paper that was published that supports this hypothesis however that scientific paper is not peer-reviewed in the way that the rest of the scientific literature is peer-reviewed. And so within science and the domain of science, it doesn't hold any water. And so, but people don't know the difference. And so what we're seeing is this, uh, this misuse of the media and people's misunderstanding of science to be able to push these ideas to a greater, greater portion of the population.
3: Hmm. Science does not, uh, science is designed good science is designed not to allow the emotional decision-making that we have wired into us to affect Uh, uh. the results. That's, That's what the scientific method is for. It's to trick us humans into not affecting the data, not affecting the observations, and trying to allow us to see something without our own filters. What's happening in all of these debates is that they're not being carried out in scientific ways. They're being carried out In public ways the way a politician does a campaign and so it almost becomes impossible to debate because Hmm. you're not in a laboratory you're not in a peer reviewed situation you're you're in a debate like this one and so all kinds of rhetorical devices can be used to cast doubt I mean Kirsten's saying that these journals aren't scientific who's she to say that they're not scientific (laughs) Just because they're not part of this establishment that has a prejudice against younger theory doesn't mean that they're wrong.
1: Right. And that person has Yeah, and this person has a PhD, so they must be an expert, never mind that they're a PhD in something that is completely unrelated or they have a PhD from an online university.
3: Well you're just prejudiced against and you're trying to keep (laughs) that online university down because they know the truth. And you're trying I to silence know. their voice
1: Kirsten I am the man I am the man
0: <laughs> well it's a very it's a very good question though how how what does this i mean I think I know what what makes this different from something else but how can we articulate this in a way that's understandable for people one person on 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 the blog post that I did said scientific people are frustrated with these discussions because every time the, a discussion like this occurs, people go back to such fundamental misunderstanding of of what the scientific method and process I- is that they need to explain basically 1 plus 1 equals 2 f- all over again every single time. And it does get frustrating. And I think that um, the, the most annoying thing in this is that they do try by using this word theory, the, the defenders of the Young theory, uh, the Young Earth uh, belief or theory, uh, mm-hmm. are trying to give themselves and their movement the respectability of science, which it has, it doesn't have at all. And if you, the, the, the way to go about this scientifically disproves Young Earth uh, theory. And it's perfectly, let me make one thing clear. It's perfectly okay to believe that, but you, in order to believe it, you need to forego scien- scientific, uh, you know, the scientific method and the, the 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 benefits of science. And what I have a problem with is people making sort of a disconnect, thinking, well, I believe, you know, that the Bible is literally true, and so this um, uh, idea of the young earth theory is also true, or, you know, creationism. And I'm okay with this, but then I also want to use my iPod. If you Mm -hmm. use your iPod, you are accepting, or, yeah, of course, I'm saying, you know, iPod as a a joke, but if you accept all of these, then you are accepting the scientific method. And you can't really accept antibiotics, or airplanes, or even the fact that the Earth is round. And... Also accept the, the young Earth uh, theory. It's on the level. You know there are many, many, many different debates where you can argue ad nauseum about what is right and what is wrong, and not necessarily only in you know religious matters. You can have debates on on death penalty, on the right to bear arms, on on freedom of speech, on complicated issues, and lots of lots of things where I will never say. This is the way it is, and discuss, you know, and, and this is plain wrong. But in the case of young earth theory, it's just thinking that the earth is 5,000 years old or that man sprang into existence sometime a few hundred thousand years ago, just as he is now, is on the level of believing that the earth is flat. It's the same, you know, the same amount of, um, of validity as an idea. So it does irk me a lot. Yeah, sorry.
3: Can I share a uh, scientific controversy with you? I don't think enough attention has been uh, given to the the theory of intelligent attraction. Uh, The scientific establishment is really pushing this idea of gravity. But if you actually investigate it, there is a lack of evidence or natural explanation for gravitons. The physicists admit it. Uh, and there is an inconsistency between quantum theory and the theory of gravity. All of this gravitational theory is not based on direct <laughs> observation uh, and often reflects inferences from indirect or circumstantial evidence. I believe that the Earth has an intelligent attraction to keep things that are important down. And I think this theory needs to be taught in schools. Teach the controversy.
0: Well, I'm sure that a lot, wow. of people, a lot of people are laughing now, and maybe some of the, the people who believe in the Young Earth uh, theory are laughing also and saying, ha, 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 you know, intelligent gravity, that's really funny. It's really exactly the same thing. And you, then you have to ask, why would you need to push the idea of, of the Young Earth theory? And I go to another kind of interests, which are, you know, some people have... God, this sounds so much like, sorry, I said God again. Uh, this sounds so much like a, a, a conspiracy theory. But Shouldn't you say not God? Not God, probably. My name on Twitter is not Patrick after all. Um, uh, there is an agenda here. Some people do want to have the Bible believed as a literal teaching. You know, it is literally true. And this also irks me a little bit because if you even, I was going to say, God, I I didn't. Um, (laughs) If you take a, let's say something as simple as a movie, if you want to translate it from English to French, you are going to lose a lot of the nuance and meaning. And that's English to French today. The Bible was written from two to 5,000 years ago in ancient languages that we don't even really understand anymore as you know a collection of writing and was transmitted through out the millennia and given to us today in a form that cannot believe to be literally true it i don't understand it i don't understand how someone could look at anything and actually believe that it actually says you know something that is factually true, and this is what they, they the, the, these people believe.
2: And may I add something on, on what you people. said about the what you said <laughs> about the Bible is that not only has been translated and passed through generations, but it has also been modified by whoever was in power at the time. So sure. it has been modified. Uh, to have certain beliefs, and probably other parts were discarded. So what we have now in this Bible, as we call it, is probably a very partial view that mm. would be mainly uh, beneficial to whoever is
0: uh, in power, see. Mm. Sean, what's your—oh, your, sorry, Kirsten, I saw the sky-green <laughs> lights. The little light green on.
1: lights. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah I was I was just going going to say that this this again comes down to um, people believing what they're going to believe and like uh like Tom said earlier there are in some religions there are planks within uh within the religion that we are going to uh go and tell other people about our religion and get other people to believe what we believe. Um not all religions are that way, but it still comes down to believing what you're going to believe and looking for the evidence that supports that belief and being willfully ignorant of other beliefs or ideas Hmm. because they don't support your worldview. And so why pay attention to them?
0: I guess this is the main problem in trying to have an intelligent debate about anything. Um, I, I guess the reason why I really wanted to bring this up is that it's getting beyond the field of just, you know, I believe this, you believe that, and we can agree to disagree, kind of, which is a very acceptable conclusion in many cases. I do feel like it's not an acceptable conclusion here, because if we don't, you know, if we accept this kind of irrational thinking with the cloak of scientific uh, 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 thinking and start teaching things like that in school and start, you know... Be- making it into a, an, an a respectable way of going about uh what we you know what we I don't want to say teach our children but what we hold as a value of our society I do think that it is it does become down the line somewhere very far kind of dangerous because if if for example we we teach in school that the earth is 5000 years old then why is this i guess the, the science is the only way to not to tell what is true and what is moral and what is not but what does fit the description of reality what does I don't fit think that's the observation
4: oh i mean uh, th- this is Go ahead, Sean. Th- these cases come up in, in a few rural states here and there but the trend away from teaching intelligent design or anything like that schools are are it's it's over. That's not a discussion anymore, for the most part. So I, and I could be wrong, but I, I tend to try and follow these things. And I'm just not hearing those stories much anymore. Okay. Well, I, actually, I don't I don't think you have to be worried. Okay. Sleep well at night, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> actually, now, with the, with say the an- discussion is going away, but I don't think it's going to be in school curriculums.
3: Mm-mm. The anniversary of uh, of Darwin's on on the uh, Origin of Species. Really raised this again. And maybe it. Maybe you're right, Sean, maybe this is the last hurrah, but they were passing out on campuses copies of On the Origin of Species with an introduction that tried to refute it and promote intelligent design. And they, it, I, I have been nope. hearing it come up more often just in this year, I feel like.
1: This is—it's been ongoing. Uh, the evolution versus creation, creationism, or intelligent design uh, controversy is what has been really at the forefront. Um, I haven't really heard any of there. There are people who believe in uh, what is it? Geocentrism. So not not heliocentrism, where we rotate or, where we orbit around the sun, but geocentrism, where the Earth is the center of the universe. I'm sorry what? Um, <laughs> yeah, there, I, I found a website a while ago. It's really interesting. They've got scientific papers that they've written and blah, blah, blah. blah. You know, there are people who, who agree with that. There are people who believe in this young earth idea. There are people who believe in the flying spaghetti monster. None of these things are being taught <laughs> in school, you know. Um, but, but where it, in the United States, where we're seeing a problem is this evolution versus creationism um, argument, Hello. Hello. I'm just, yes. I'm just hearing some feedback. I was wondering if that was mine. Um, so uh, the the I don't I don't and I don't see that going away anytime soon. There are lots of uh, teachers who are only teaching who are only teaching intelligent design in the classroom, and it's. Becoming reported more often that that's mm. what's happening. That teachers are not teaching to the scientific curriculum standards. This is mostly happening um, in southern states, but it you know what happens in classrooms happens in classrooms in small towns across America. It's whatever a teacher is going to teach, and you know you hope that they're teaching the curriculum. The curriculum is based on uh, scientific scientific theories and facts at this point in time but that's not necessarily what individuals are going to do
0: so you mean that some science teachers are teaching what exactly is i'm sorry creationism is that what they are uh teaching
1: uh it's probably more of an intelligent design uh idea that that is probably not creationism per se but uh so what exactly i I have not uh, been in those classrooms i don't know (laughs)
4: <laughs> okay. so intelligent they, yeah. design, as opposed to evolution.
0: Okay. Right. So the 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 idea that I mean creation. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, intelligent design states that the the world was designed over thousands. Uh, I mean hundreds right, of thousands have- of years.
1: That it could have taken place over the uh, evolutionary time, that mm. in the same amount of time that the universe has, has been around, that that's, the universe has been designed over this period, and that the fossil record, the way things are, that, they, that all of the mechanisms to get to where man is, it's not evolution, it's design, and that it has been planned by an intelligent creator.
4: So could it be Here, that- Wikipedia. Intelligent design is the assertion that certain features of the universe and of living things are best explained by an intelligent cause, not an undirected process such as natural selection. So, this idea, of, the way we are today, could not have happened hmm. through without an intelligent designer overseeing it and getting us to where we are today.
0: So, for example, yeah, it's based
1: it's, on the crux of irreducible complexity. Hmm. So, so that we are too complex that there's no way that random mutation could have led to the complex creatures that we that we are and that the complex world that we live in right well it had to, there had to be that watchmaker.
0: Hmm. Who who did like for example the common ancestor that apes and we share. Uh at some point there was that common ancestor and the God looked upon it and said, Well, I'm gonna snap my fingers and he's gonna evolve into ape on one side and and uh you know, man on the other side and he was watching all along. That's the idea, I guess. So, I mean, well, that happened, that actually, that's a much before, more,
3: way that's a much more difference reasonable difference. way of
0: doing it <laughs> because <of> that actually, <laughs> you, you just married
3: evolution to intelligent design and said yeah. you can believe both. And that's yeah. actually not what intelligent design proponents usually want you to do because I actually feel like that's fine. If you think that the reason we have evolution is because of a divine spark or God's guidance, I'm fine with that. That's mm-hmm. you know that that's your own belief, and that that actually nicely neatly separates the science from the religion. It says, you know what the reason behind science is God, and that that's fine, but what intelligent design usually tends to do is says actually evolution doesn't happen, and natural selection, if it happens at all, is very limited, and humans did not evolve from apes. We were created in whole by an intelligent designer
0: so at one point uh let's say fifty sixty thousand years ago the same god did snap his finger but he didn't his fingers but he didn't uh uh evolve you know monkey apes into men but just created man uh right there at that point whole yes she a, just okay. said i want
3: a man and a woman and boom she got what she wanted i love that you, fe- <laughs> you used the feminine
0: there <laughs> julio you were trying to say something and, and tom rudely interrupted you sorry julio
2: <laughs> no, I was shrewdly interrupting uh, Tom. Uh, no, I don't remember what I was going to say, but I, I have been thinking about this. Um, that now that we're discussing intelligent design and 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 the uh, five thousand year old uh, Earth uh, belief, and these people that, uh, to be honest, I I think I have never met met anyone uh, in my life who actually believes that that the, the Earth is five thousand years old, but uh if so, and they see all these uh uh th- scientific theories that are based on the earth being older and uh, can we call them facts or i don't know uh wh how how i mean my question is uh if you are actually believing that the the earth is this old. And you are willfully rejecting any kind of evidence that 's the word I was looking for evidence uh, does that make you more religious if you if you know that the evidence is there but you choose not to believe it anyhow mm. was that too I, complex hmm.
0: no i think I think it it goes back to the reason why this idea is being put forth and uh defended so harshly. Is because for some people who believe that the uh, Bible is literally true, they need every part of the Bible to be literally true. I, I understand that they live at, out some of them, some parts that are too controversial out. But if you don't uh, have that part, then maybe other parts are not true. And in in the way that they would... I'm going out on a limb here. I, I just want to put a disclaimer, but maybe... Not uh, being against abortion or gay marriage or things like that, you know if if you, you root these ideas in the fact that the bible is true then if one part of the bible isn't true certainly you can put in question the others and i think this is why people are so you know adamantly defending this idea over you know the earth is flat or whatever other okay,
2: okay but maybe maybe one of the americans ca- can answer this to me uh oh i said americans i don't <laughs> North americans yeah U-sans, north right.
1: americans uh,
2: when even the, the Vatican uh, acknowledges evolution, and not not even the Pope says that the Earth is five thousand years old anymore, where is this move, movement originating from? When uh, the let's say the head of Catholics, it's already They're accept not Catholics. Well, mean- that, that's my point. Uh, where is this originating?
4: Many of your proponents of this. Um- are probably the folks who think Catholics aren't true Christians. So, yeah, uh, right. you know, I don't, I don't, you know, this tends to be a fundamentalist, evangelical, Protestant kind of thing, and you get deep into that, and, and Catholic isn't isn't a nice thing. Yeah,
1: I think as a as a scientist and trying to um, you know tell people what you know, educate people on what science has been figuring out. Science, the tool as the device for understanding the world that we live in, you know, has has, has figured out lots of mechanisms that have come to bear into as, as to how the world is the way it is in the universe. We can teach people who are interested in asking questions. We can teach people who are interested in learning, but you, we cannot teach people who don't want to hear it if somebody does not want to hear what you have to say they will not hear it and I think that's where we are with people who very stridently believe in the young earth idea who stridently believe in whatever it has to be that we're not going to convince them there's Mm -hmm. what we have to focus who we have to focus on as educators scientists people in the media, writers, etc. we have to focus on the people who don't know, who maybe are asking questions going, "Really? Is this really what the way it works?" I don't know. I mean, that's the majority of the people, I think, who are just going, "Really? Is that what what is true?"
4: You can't think talk you're absolutely someone into right. a position they were never talked into in the first place.
3: We have to right. teach the, the scientific We need to teach right, the ahead, scientific Tom. method and say Look, we don't care if evolution is true or not as scientists. We really don't. What we like is that evolution fits the observations so far. If you, as a proponent of intelligent design, can show that intelligent design fits the observations better, then science will accept it in a heartbeat. With, with some controversies and peer reviews and replicable results and, and, and all of that. But really, science is ready to change its mind all the time as new observations mm-hmm. and new data come to light. But what's happening is young earth theory and intelligent design theory don't show that they fit the observations better. They only try to cast doubt on evolution or old earth theory. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. They, Jamaica, and that, that's not how that's not how you, you do science. That's not how you win the debate. You win the debate by showing, like, hey, here are the real shortcomings, and there are always real shortcomings with every scientific theory. And here's how my theory, my competing theory, actually fits all the observations better. And but that's yep. not what's going on. So what we need to do is we need to teach people that scientific method and appreciation for that. And say, make yep. up your own mind, but do it in a way that that works. Don't don't fall if for these rhetorical tricks.
1: Yep. Maybe we need to teach rhetoric.
0: That would We need to be teach easy. critical thinking for sure, yeah. Actually yeah. I I think that um I the the, the most important uh, part of all of this is really education. You know, it, it I think a lot of this stems from the fact that a lot of as you were saying Kirsten, a lot of people don't know and they just don't know exactly what this is about and what how it works and what it means and when you realize that all this science mumbo jumbo does actually work out in the end because you know you're you're when you do your accounting then you do get the 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 balance right in the end because you count right then it extends to more and you, you, you understand things and you're, you don't fall victim to the insane blurring that is happening in, in a lot of these debates. And it's, it serves this debate specifically, but I think it also serves a lot of uh, uh, debating and, and uh, op- you know opposing of ideas. And, and people, if they were more um, educated, would have more ability to decide for themselves what they believe. Um, yep. But, okay, I think we've been talking about uh, this. Can I I make a a parallel
4: that might just segue a little bit? I wanted to give
0: you the, the, the last words, Sean, but yeah, so please do. Okay.
4: Well, I'm just, as I'm hearing talk about scientific method, one of the things I understand about science, not being a scientist, is that conclusions and evidence and theories are open to correction and need to be always open to correction in the face of new evidence or new understandings. Yep one of the reasons probably the main reason i am religious is because i believe ethically and morally and how we live our lives people need to be open to correction not in terms of how they think but how they act and that's one of the reasons i love the presbyterian tradition especially is that i preach and i teach and i try and live to myself that i'm open to correction in how i live my life from you know a higher power and from you know god as seen in the bible and I think that's one of the reasons I would have a hard time being an atheist, is because not that an atheist can't be open to correction, but I I wouldn't know, for me personally, as an atheist, where to be corrected from. Um, You know, my money, my time, lots of areas of my life are spent differently than I would if I was not a Christian. Sure. And I'm not saying better, I'm not going to make any comparison, but so I... If I were to try and convince someone this is what I see the benefit or why to be religious versus an atheist, it would be that, in theory, and I don't know if this happens in practice, in theory, I think people who are religious should be more open to saying, I'm doing this wrong, I need to live my life better.
0: I guess in in that specific case, you do have... A guide, or you know, a way of it, it is certainly, I'm sure, for atheists a little bit more difficult to find. Uh, you know, you can be a little bit more lost when you don't have this shining light that that guides you. Uh, I'm not sure that's exactly what you were alluding to, uh, Sean, but kind I, of, I see that, it, and that,
4: that depends is. how quote-unquote right or true your shining light is you know yeah so there's I, all that
0: issue notice that i didn't really say you know right or true i just said you have a guiding light yes and yeah so it's a uh, okay um all right i guess we really could be you know discussing this for hours and hours and i'm i'm <laughs> sure that it would <laughs> it would be very interesting to do so but i think we tackled most of the uh things i wanted to talk about um and before we go i will give uh give each one of you guys a chance to maybe promote your uh uh your web uh, activities and where you dwell on the internet uh, let's start with mr ace detect
3: ah uh, yes if if after uh you you've heard all the crazy things i've said and you still want to follow what i do tom is probably the best place uh to check it out i I put all of the different things that i do kind of in one
0: place there cool uh mr aprea
2: well i'm definitely not as active as tom especially i think
0: uh, no one is as active as tom i think
2: I think he has That's some kind awesome. of deal because if I was listening to Tom's uh, podcast one after the other, probably the days would not be enough anyway. <laughs> so I don't know how people to him. <laughs> deal with the devil? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I I participate in a Spanish podcast uh, weekly about technology called Alternaria Semanario which uh, probably Patrick can put the link later because... Sure. Bel- Awful. Yep. Uh, and then my Twitter is Aprea, A-P-R-E-A. Um, that's it. That's
0: all I have to say. Uh, Sean, what about you?
4: Uh, you can find my somewhat occasionally updated blog at seancoons.com, uh, S-H-A-W-N-C-O-O-N-S. And you can find my Twitter at Sean Coons. That's about it.
0: Excellent. Uh, Kirsten, I know that you... No, go ahead.
1: Yeah, I'm all over the internet, but the best place to find me is at drkiki.tv, drkiki.tv, and you can follow me on Twitter at drkiki, just drkiki.
0: Do Do people actually call you Kiki?
1: they do it's becoming it's becoming more of a thing every day
0: Really, uh, it's, and th- this wasn't the case before or
1: <laughs> um, in college a, a friend of mine started calling me Kiki and then uh, my brother had a couple of kids and it was easier for them to say Kiki than Kirsten and now then my family started calling me Kiki and then I started calling myself Kiki and uh, that's just where it's it is really- now
0: it turned into a thing. Well, It turned you, into a thing. <laughs> if you haven't heard uh, Dr. Kiki's show before, please go listen to This Week in Science. It's absolutely and uh, irre- irrevocably fun, which makes it a pleasure to listen to. I really like it. I will second that. Yeah. Twiz.org. Go listen. Right. Learn about science.
1: Oh, thanks, guys.
0: You're welcome. And uh, if you want to uh, talk about this show, you can go to the blog at thephiliasclub.com or just at frenchspin.com. You'll find uh, a posting for the episode uh, very soon. You can comment on the blog and you can also send me an email at philias at frenchspin.com or follow me on Twitter at uh, notpatrick. That's my name, not Patrick. Uh, so thanks again, everyone, for being on the show. I really, really, uh, I'm really glad that we could do this. And most of all, even if you, you know, you you guys listening agree or disagree with some of us, I understand that we're mostly in the same, uh, you know, area of belief. We're not super uh, controversial, but the most important thing is that we can debate and ar- uh, argue about stuff. And still keep it uh, outside of, you know, this burning fire that we have inside of us that dictates that we get angry at everything. I think it's very important. It's something that we do uh, often on this show. And I really hope that uh, it it inspires some of you guys out there to do the same, maybe in these uh, issues that you feel are very important to you. Uh, Hopefully, we will have a tiny little effect somewhere so again thanks everyone for uh, listening to the show we will be back with a regular episode in about uh, two weeks at the end of the month as we usually do and uh, we'll talk to you again at that point thanks again bye bye